I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's Boucher. The three got it from Montreal. His name is Chris Boucher. We are rolling another episode of Hustle Play with Chris Boucher, live and in the flesh. Yes, I am sir. Mike Roach. This is Yahoo Sports Canada. CB, what's going on, man? What's up, man? How you guys doing? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I, I was kind of hoping to see you with the fro today. Nah, man. The fro was just an accident, honestly. And uh, my mom, too, dared me. So here Accident? We go. What, what? I mean, I, she told me she didn't believe that I was going to... I was could go play a game like this, so I did. Eve also told me that, you know, it was kind of Ben Wallace type of stuff. So I was like, <laughs> okay. But then um when I wanted to braid it was too late and then so it's too late. All right. So I I mean, how are you feeling right now? Season's been over for I mean, not very long. Yeah. But uh you've had a time to kind of, you know, level out the emotions. how are you feeling right now? I'm cool, I mean, I'm you know, obviously I'm watching the games and all that. Definitely wishing that we were there, but I'm learning a lot about the game right now, just like how it's played and, you know, um, you know, the different moments in the game, how it could change. Um, but it's definitely a great time to, to learn. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of guys that I know in the league that are playing right now. So that definitely feels good to watch them play and excel and, um, you know, relaxing and, you know, reflect on the things that I feel like we could have done this year. Do you take any time for yourself or do you kind of just hit the gym right away? No, 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 no. I've been. Um, I definitely took a week off to just relax and you know just watch games and you know definitely reflect. But I'm definitely gonna eventually get back to you know putting a little bit of work um, before definitely putting a lot of work this summer. But um, yeah, we're just still figuring out what I want to do um, and take some time off uh, somewhere. One word from you to describe the Raptor season. Uh, weird. I'd say. Um, yeah, definitely weird. Definitely, um, I mean, it's still weird now. So it's there's a change going on right now for sure, and um, let's see what it brings us. Can you expand on weird, please? How how so? Um, Can you break this down for us? I mean, the expectation. I feel like the work that we put in, how we felt like we could have got somewhere. Um, the feeling sometimes, and you know, and just like as as the team, just um. To the opposite down, try to figure out ways to, you know, make to the playoff and win games and, you know, not getting too concerned about how the media were going. No, I feel like um, that was definitely a worse season. We had that last year, but not as big. We definitely came back strong. But I think this year we never really got over the hump and um, it made it definitely weird this year. Do you speak to any teammates or coaches, like, after all these interviews and stuff are already done? Do you speak to each other on how things could have been different? What kind of changes you can make? Or is that something that happens like when you guys all get to L.A. and you get in those Rico Hines runs? I mean, I definitely talk to some guys like, you know, OG, definitely one of the guys I talk a lot. Precious, um, you know, those are those are my main guys on the team for sure. Um, 
you know, Christian definitely keeps him around because, you know, I feel like he's really talented too, Del Delano. But, like, you know, uh, Jeff, I mean, I talked to a lot of guys, but I would say one thing for sure that um, um, the conversation when he ever made is, like, how can we get better? You know, that's really what we're thinking about just as a group collectively. And, I mean, now we don't know how and what's going to happen next, but we're definitely um, – you know, could talk about what we see ourselves and learn from the team like Boston's and those teams that are playing right now. Now, Nick Nurse, obviously, we all know, has been relieved of his duties. Uh, what was your first thought when you heard about that? And did you kind of expect that or it kind of came out of left field for you? Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like when we came, when the conversation came about, um, you know, change and change of identity and all. Um, I don't know. I felt like if something was going to happen, it's probably going to be a lot of go different ways. Um, I thought maybe they would try to break it down all and break everything up. But, um, I mean, to be honest with you, if I see how um, the team was going and all that, um, and, you know, maybe the comments that he said before, I don't – I if I was really concerned about that and really focused on media, I would say yes. But I didn't see it coming. I feel like um, – after my exit meeting I had with him and all, we were talking about how I could get better next year and whatever. I didn't see that coming. Think it was needed? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that needs to be needed on this team. But uh, I think if he wants to start somewhere and start fresh, whatever, um, bringing a new coach definitely going to do something. I think it's definitely going to bring competitiveness and um, guys going to try to go at it and practice and show what they're capable of doing. I think that's probably something that we need just like, you know, more hard work, more willing, more wanting. I think that's something Toronto always did, and I think that's that's definitely going to bring back, uh, bring it back. Um, definitely, probably, like I said, like probably going to be a new coaching staff and all that. So I think things will change. And um, when they said we need to bring back the culture and all that, maybe that's what we need for. Did you ever get a vibe from him, like maybe it was time to part ways now? Like I said, after the, after the, like you know, one week after the like, when we you know, lost, and, like, I'll go back and, you know, I obviously see the comments that he said and all that. I definitely felt like um, he probably needed it, too, the way he was saying it. You know, he was saying that it's been 10 years and he feels like he needs to think about it and all that. I mean, I think they both I know that comment probably woke, you know, definitely opened some eyes. And uh, it's like saying, like, you know what, man, maybe I need to move. And then, you know, your landlord said, you know, you need to move. At the end of the day, like, if you were thinking about it, then it's going to happen, and that's what happened to him. Now, a few people, Masai, um, Fred Van Vliet talked about it as well. They talked about the culture a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to change that culture, try to get it back to, I guess, maybe what it was a few years before. What do you think about the culture of the team right now, and how did it change this year compared to recent years past? Um. I mean, I think when they say change, it's just bringing back what it was before. Um, if you look at Toronto basketball and the guys that were here and all that, like, guys used to, like, you know, I feel like they work extremely hard. And, like, even if, like, you didn't have the best talent in the league, like, you would definitely find a way to be one of the best teams. And collectively, you would be the best, you know, you'd, you'd make players look amazing. But I think that we lost that a little bit just by, you know, like, like Masai said, man, a little bit of selfishness for sure. I think that um, um, we definitely got caught up into, um, you know, whatever the media was saying. You know, obviously, after the first year that we had, we all felt good, um, thinking that next year we were going to do something, and we didn't. And um, 
I think we needed that reality check to realize that we need to get better. Um, not just as a team, but event eventually, I think everybody needs to 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 work on their game. Like me, me, everybody off the bench, just so we could do something off, off of it too. But um, I think the one thing that def that definitely changed everything on this team is the way that we went out every game. You know what I'm saying? Like we used to be the underdog and go there and trying to get it, and no matter how. No matter you know, no matter who was in front of us, you know, not be afraid and just go over there and get a win. And then, you know, now we were giving up twenty point games, start a game, be down twenty, giving twenty four quarters or stuff like that. Like that's just not who we was. That's never who we were. And I think we lost that, you know, that competitiveness. I don't want to say um, with Kyle, but Kyle definitely had something. You know, he definitely brought some some juice to that too. I think when Kyle was on the floor. He definitely kind of helped us a little bit. Um, Fred still got that. I feel like Fred, you know, obviously, like, he, you can see, like, he's in it and he, like, wants to win. Um, but um, I think Kyle was doing that at a level where I don't even know if I'm able to see somebody else doing it besides Ka- Kawhi. Kawhi was another one that I see when he wanted to play, he was going crazy. Like, when Kawhi was telling everybody, like, okay, let's go to work, I feel like it was uplifting the whole team. Like, was it just through play with Kawhi, or did he have a message for you guys in the locker room no, as well? Because he didn't talk playing. much, apparently. I mean, just that's playing. clear. It's just playing, man. I feel like there's so many players. I mean, I've seen so many. Like, you watch the team, some teams, and you're like, that player just makes everybody on your team get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it just looks like, man, guys that, some guys in the league, like, I would say, like, I don't even respect their game. Like, some everybody in the league, you have players that you don't respect. But I feel like you play, see him play with somebody else, and you're like, He's really good in what he's doing right now. Like you get to get, love his game a lot better, and that's because of who he's playing with. You know, like a guys like Utah, I really love his game. Like I loved his game when he was here, but I never saw the level of shooting that he had here until when you got to Brooklyn, and I was like, like he had it here. Like he had a little shooting, and I was like, he he could shoot the ball, but over there, I was like, damn, Utah really have a strap. You know, and those are players like that. O'Shea, when he was here, he was really good, but I never seen like how he could put it all together. When he went to the Pacers, it was just out there. So you mentioned a guy like Utah, a guy like O'Shea. They switch teams. They get a bit more playing time. Do you think there was anybody you would have liked to see more off the bench this on year? the Raptors this year? Everybody. I feel like, to be honest with you, if you were to get the chance to watch practice and um, you know the training camp that we had this year, everybody came and would like a difference to their game. You know, like I think everybody had expectation this year. Everybody... Definitely went this summer, last summer, and work and was expecting. You know, we went to LA and everybody was like doing really well. Like if you watch the clips and all, it's it's hard work that guys were putting in. And then during the season, I feel like not everybody got the chances. And obviously that, you know, takes out different players, different places. Obviously, like you know, me back then, if I didn't play, like it probably would get me mad to want to work more. But some people are just different. You know what I'm saying? Some people. Well, Masai did like, mention it as well. Yeah. In his in his presser. That uh, he didn't want to see a few more guys off that bench get some run. Yeah, what you know, you just for, just because of development, right? Yeah, I mean, li- listen, Masai is all about inside, in like inside growth. You know, what I'm saying like, and obviously he's always been like that. That's how you got guys like Fred, guys like Norman, guys like me, guys like Pascal. That that's all Masai. You know, Masai already he finds the guys that he knows that they want to get better, that wants to win. And, like, he believes in those guys, you know what I'm saying? I think he put, he believed in me extremely for me to get where I'm at because there's a lot of things that happened during the years and 
that you could have been like, you know what, Chris, you, you're not the fit, but he believed in me every time, and I got better every time. So I feel like he he has those same beliefs in some other guys off the bench, and usually when he believes in something, he's right. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard if he, you know, gets around a first rounder here, a second rounder here, whatever, and he feels like okay, those guys are gonna help us, and they don't get to play. I think maybe that will definitely, you know, start some issues between a coach and a GM if that's the case. Now, he mentioned that, uh, you know, this is not a team he enjoyed watching this season. Yeah. They weren't fun to watch. The vibe wasn't there. Yeah. Why? Why? That's what us Raptors have, have fans. You, have you guys ever seen a team that's losing that has a vibe? That is true. That is true. I mean, I've never, like, I've never seen a team that just celebrates losing or just cool together when they're losing. But like, you weren't terrible, though. Like, it wasn't like you were... Uh, you're not winning, though. That That's the problem. It's like, if every time you get three wins and everybody's happy and the vibe is there, people are singing and all that, and then you lose five in a row, you know, you completely forget three games. You know how one game could change the whole aspect of somebody or a team? Or, you know, like, you win against Charlotte two games, okay? Who gives a f- about Charlotte right now, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then after that, you go to Boston, lose by 20. That's what the game that everybody's looking. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, okay, shit. Okay, you beat Charlotte that's not good this year, that's struggling, that are trying to find a way to get a player or whatever. LaMelo's hurt. Like, they, they're going through their business, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you beat them too, deplete their team. That's cool. You beat almost a G League. Then after that, you go to the – no, the for real. Like, there's, those guys are not – they're not playing. And then after that, you go and you go to uh, play Philly or Boston and Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. Look, we're talking about playoff team, right? Yeah. You get destroyed by 20. Yeah. That's the game that everybody focuses on. Damn right. That's a problem. And then who looked like a G League team that game? Us. We didn't play well. And up 20 to that first game, we all looked like we couldn't play, right? And we all know we could play. Me, Fred, Pascal, Fresh, everybody on this locker room knows they could play. If, if we go to Boston and lose by 20, that hurts. What about your game do you want to improve the most? And this is not, we're going to move on to some other NBA stuff. But before we do, I want to know, mm-hmm. do you want to improve your shooting, ball handling, break it down? Um, I mean, I think one thing I got to be able to do is more, if I could become a 3 and D guy, that would be amazing. Like, if I could guard any position and shoot the ball at a consistent pace, which I feel like I was getting better through the year, and I could definitely finish better um, the season, but I feel like it's something that I could definitely do. Um, at the end of the year, I feel like I was we were really focusing on that, and, like, I was definitely getting to a point where I was, okay, being able to keep the guy in front of me, which was, you know, something that I didn't focus much before because, obviously, I was like, okay, I got so much stuff to learn. Like, I got to learn how to do a better closeout. I got to be able to... Um, you know, vertical, be able to learn how to take charge and all that. So I was like, okay, I'm learning all this, but I feel like now that, you know, obviously through the years that you're getting better, you start locking on a little, the little details, the little different things that you could get better at. And that's something I feel like I can help the team with. Um, Cause I feel like I got, I definitely got instincts sometimes that I feel like, okay, I could go, but I just don't because like, I don't trust it. And that's the same as if I could put the, like the shot blocking instincts, if I could do it the same way as, and defensive and steals and all that, I think I could get, definitely get better at that. Okay, well, you mentioned 3 and D. You, your boy, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Are, are, have you been watching the NBA playoffs? Mm-hmm. You've been following. Yeah, You've been following. Sure, for sure. 
Your boy Dylan, man. I mean, he's yelling in people's faces, punching guys in the balls. I mean, this guy is this guy's off the chain. He yeah, is. I mean, he's a beast out there. He ain't afraid. I'll tell you that much. He never was. He wants all the smoke. He never was. I mean, he's he's legitimately he a villain. I feel like it's like the third time we come here, and every time I say the same thing, like he's always been like this. He takes like it. You, he took it up a notch, though. Uh, no, he didn't. No. No, man. Dude, was dude's always been like this, man. Like I met him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just on the court and off the court, it's two different person. You know what I'm saying? And on the court, obviously, like he's more like you know, like I want it. Whoever's in front of me, like I'm the best out here. You know, blah blah blah. And it it kind of looked crazy because like you're like, damn, like he really means everything he's saying right now. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't feel like this is not facts. You know what I'm saying? Like when he says when he said LeBron, you're old, like he means it. You and he got to drop 40 on him? Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest with you, that's probably how every guy thinks in their head. It's just that he said it. Like I would I would think that too. Like if I would play like LeBron, I'd be like, man, I I need you to drop 40 on me or I, I wouldn't feel anything. You get what I'm saying? Like, and that's probably how everybody feels. But I wouldn't go in the media and say that. I wouldn't say like, hey, LeBron, you're old and drop 40 on me. Like that's just who I am. But like he said it. And like most of the time, like I feel like, people need to understand now is that what dylan says now is what most people think in their head but don't say it. and most of the time that's what makes you a villain is when you're able to say stuff that people don't want to say that keeps inside their head that is true and now everybody's like you're a villain because you're not supposed to say it but you do and that's how you get there so he's not talking shit he he means that i don't think he's talking shit what do you what did dylan say that was like out of context or that nothing it's not like well he is no. old that's a fact in nba years he is old uh, lebron says it one. himself he's old he keeps his beard gray sometimes just to make you guys realize how old he is and he's still killing you guys so he knows it like that's not what's wrong with about that maybe it's a compliment then every time lebron drops a dunk he's like 20 years in dave <laughs> Everybody does it, and it's not mad when they do it. But when Dylan's like he's old, coming from his perspective, that's bad. That's what I'm saying. Media likes to play with what you say, man. That is. I true. do media now, man. I know this shit. But I mean, damn, a shot to the balls. I don't think he did that. On, I don't think. Well, it looked like he was reaching for the ball. Exactly. That, like I said yesterday, like the first year, he tried to go for a block hit somebody in the head. Gary Payne. Uh, Gary, yeah, right. Hit him in the head, boom, injury. If Gary don't get hurt, he just gets a flagrant one, it's cool. But now he gets a flagrant two, guys get hurt, blows up. Dylan's a dirty player, right? Goes against LeBron. If he had no issue with LeBron before and hit him in the nut like that before, and his name was not like that. True. Whatever it be, flagrant one, accident, boom. Mm -hmm. But because of his name, hits him in the ball, it's him. Oh, it's LeBron and Dylan, boom. That has to be something. Flagrant right. two gets ejected. Yeah. Boom, the fire lights up. And guess what? The media so is just feeding over this because it's one. amazing for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he got a ball, all right, but it was the wrong damn I mean, one. Yeah, but I guess I'm saying, what I'm saying to you guys, <laughs> you guys are crazy. What I'm saying to you guys is, if he didn't, if he didn't have that big issue with LeBron, that is true, yes, and just hit him, which happens all the time. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Butler kicked me in the balls before. We didn't go crazy, right? Nobody know about it, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Because me and Jimmy didn't have no issue. Right. But if me and Jimmy had an issue for like a a month, and he did that, that is. Oh, true. he tried to kick Chris in the balls. He's bad, blah blah. It's, and the media just feeding, which I would do it too if that was my job. You know what I'm saying? But it's not. And congrats to you for getting through the season healthy, man. Because yeah, everybody's man. going down at this point. Yeah, Everybody's man. going down. Add De'Aaron Fox to the list. 
Yeah, finger, huh? The finger. Index. Yeah. Yeah, he's good, man. Now, another flagrant foul. Have you been watching this Sacramento and, and yes. Golden State series? Yes, Sabonis and Jermon Green. Yeah, I've been I watching mean, every game, man. Listen, I'm connected. It's a it's a fantastic series. We're seeing yeah. some damn good basketball. Yeah, yeah. Where was Draymond Green supposed to put his foot? I don't know. If he holds me like that too, because I feel like he was holding him, like he hold his foot a little bit. Um, I wouldn't WWE stump him, but like, would you like to do a reenactment? The stump? Yeah. Do you want to play Draymond Green? No. Okay. I I mean I don't know if he really I don't know if he really like stump. I try to. Played slowly to see if there's like a dump, a dimp, like to see how you know hard he could kick him. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Maybe it was just like a chill out kind of, you know. But once again, Draymond's known for, you know, having incidents like this. He got a flagrant two too, so and he got suspended. Yeah, what is it like playing against him? You've played against him a bunch yeah, of times. I mean, to be honest, it's just hard, man. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If, I mean, I, I was always like a hard-headed person. So, like, I feel like I was just going against it. Like, you know, you want to go, I go. Like, you know how's it talking? Is it really? Oh, talk it, shit to another level. Like, he's the, he's the actual definition of talk shit. Like, you can't talk shit to Draymond. You're going to lose. But, like, we you, only get to see it for, you know, like on TV and stuff like same. that, but you're in the like. What does he say? Can you Draymond impersonate is the him? Actual, Draymond is the actual. What you see on his podcast is actually who he is in person. Like you know how he's like you're no, but you're a bum. That's what you're gonna get in the game. Like you're gonna talk about it. You're gonna have a good game, whatever. You know, mix this too. Yeah, you bum ass. <laughs> like you're gonna hear that. See how Kevin Garnett was on the on the on the bench. Somebody shot his trash ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Draymond does that. <laughs> Didn't you guys see when uh, Paul Pierce was doing his story and he was like, "Dang, yes, I love I did for you see like that." that. That's what he does. That's that's another that's level. Just him. Yeah, that's him. He does that. Like he, you stump somebody in the chest, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. That shit hypes you up. And then after that, you win the next game. How do you feel when it comes to controlling your emotion when it comes to sports overall? Me? Because it, yeah, like uh. because it could be a detriment to him, right? Like he does that, goes crazy with the crowd. Adam Silver's there. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting suspended. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they win the game. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to controlling emotion, it depends, bro. I'm telling you, you could go. Th- Who knows? You might like us players. We go through moments in our life sometimes, and we have to go play a game anyway. And during that time, like let's say you're going to, let's say we're going to a divorce right now. You and your wife are going bad. It's not going well in the house. Now you got to go play this game, and you got to listen to whoever has to say something about you right now that you don't want to hear, whatever. Or you go on a team and. 
you go on a fast break layup and somebody pushed you and you fall on the ground. Now everything that you're mad about might come out right there and there. And then after that, it looks crazy. You know, like we all get moments. Like me, for a moment, I was not playing well. And I got a stupid tech for yelling at a, the rookie, I think, Shannon Sharp. I was yelling at him like, ah, for no reason. I didn't I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was like, damn, that's a brain fart. Like I was just going through so much during that time that it just came out at that moment. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we all get it sometimes. And after when we all, if you think about players that do dumb stuff, when they go to the media after their energy's all time low because they probably already thought about like, damn, that was that was probably stupid. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's true. That, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't think about it, and I got to make better, better judgment. That's after you did it, never before, because not people will never make mistake. And and Draymond too, like he's he's different, bro. Like he's the only player we've seen that can do all this stuff during the game and then go after and do a podcast by himself. I love it, man. Ain't seen we ain't got, we ain't like got, it. we ain't got, we ain't got all that time, but I love it. He, he, his podcast is definitely blowing up, and people like it, so might as well do it. Like I respect him for that. Like I respect the work that he puts in in his podcast and the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, that's something to to definitely put respect in. Another guy I respect, Kawhi Leonard. Too yeah, bad we sure. don't see him on the court a little bit more often due yeah. to some injuries. I wish. I mean, you talked about him before. What do you think his his legacy is going to be when it's all said and done? Because it feel when he's on the court, yeah. Kawhi Leonard is a winner. He is a winner. That, that's he's the best winner, way to put man. it. This guy he is a, an absolute he finds beast. A way to win, man. No matter what, like sometimes, like you watch the games and you're like, like it's it seems like he finds a way to everything you're gonna do. You know, he gets the perfect stop at the perfect time, the perfect shot at the perfect time. Or, you know, that I, that's what makes a great player. Like, he could do anything. He might get the biggest rebound in the game. He might get the biggest steal of the game. He might get the biggest shot, biggest free throw. Like, he, his way to to help the team is so wild. Like, it's amazing. Like, you see the team that we are with and without him. You see the team that Clippers are without or with or without him. Everywhere, the Spurs, as soon as he left, like, that dude's a winner, man. Like, he brings that. It's like you see him playing, you're like, damn, I want to win with him. You get what I'm saying? And then I feel like, you know, those are the type of guys I'm talking about. Like, you know, I feel like Kyle brought that to me. To me, When I play with Kyle, I felt like if I was in the game, man, I, let's, let's win, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're down 20 and I he's still going, all right, man, we could do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kawhi, I feel like he did that for Fred, Pascal, um, Danny, Norman, during that championship year, I think Kawhi, Fred, definitely, Fred definitely learned a lot from Kawhi, for sure. Fred? For sure, definitely learned. Because I'm telling you, during that year, I feel like you they were locked in. These two were like the most locked in in the team, for sure, by far. You could make the argument now, if he's playing right now, it could be 3-1 Clippers over the Phoenix Suns. If Kawhi's playing right now? Yes. For sure, for sure. That's with my, my, my favorite player on the, on the other team. For me to this, say that is different. Yeah. Because I've seen Kawhi. I've seen KD too, but I've seen Kawhi championship play often. And that dude mid-range and all that is unstoppable. And it seems like during the playoff, he hits step-back threes and all his threes. Like, it just goes directly in. It's not even art. Like, it's like no arc in it. It's crazy. It's like he already knows, like, yeah. and no matter what you do, it goes straight in it. It's almost like it goes through the rim. Yeah. It's like... And he always has bounces and stuff like, doom, doom, in. 
Like something about that, man. I don't know what it is, but during the playoff, it seems to always go in. How I mean, we've seen a lot of playoff years, right? Yeah. But to see so many teams so even mm-hmm. to the point where you don't even know who's going to win this year. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it like this before? Um, I mean, you don't know who's going to win this year. Yeah. Who's going to win the championship? Yeah. Can you, you can't really say that team or that team. I mean, before Giannis got hurt, I thought they were going to win for sure. That was me. If they, if Giannis don't get hurt, I think they win. And He's back. Today. But you sound like you don't want the Milwaukee Bucks to win anything. I didn't say that. I said I think they were going to win. I'm the media. I can twist that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I want the. I think Milwaukee <laughs> gonna win. I want them to win. I don't like. It's like even though they're against us, if it's not us to win, then I want them to win. And the reason why I want them to win is because like I definitely feel like, um, I want Joel Embiid to win the MVP, but I still want Giannis to win because I feel like they were the hardest team to beat this year. Yeah, for the, like everybody. The MVP race is coming up. Mm-hmm. Joel should win this, man. He Joel, should, I think, is gonna it's win. It's about that time to give it to him, man. Like, uh, like that's years that. Come on, man. Give him something. Shit. For real, like he's putting work, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like playing Philly too. So, like, you get that. So, when we play again, I'll be able to say congratulations and hopefully he chills out a little bit more. <laughs> well, him, Jokic, or Atenakumpo. There's your top three. To win it oh, all. Giannis is in there too. I think Giannis is in there as well. Yeah, but I think Joel's gonna get it this time. Listen, Norman Powell. Damn, that was nuts. When you're talking, okay, since we're gonna be talking about Norman Powell, when you're talking about a bench, mm-hmm. I mean, damn, Norman, eh? the L.A. Clippers and Norman Powell. But Norman, we knew Norman Powell was about that life. Norman shots shots yesterday that you took ten years ago. Well, 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 huh? Like the shots that he takes, he ten ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like he, like you guys are seeing this like now, but Norman's the shot that he's doing, that he's taking, he's been doing that ten years ago. Like he's been doing that since UCLA. Like he's always been that one guy. He comes in the game, he'll give you like twenty points, one rebound, two assists, but all like efficient and lights out, like out of nowhere. Did you forget like the Milwaukee game, the Milwaukee uh, playoff? That was nuts. Yeah, I was about that was to nuts. Say that. Which one? The, but you get what I'm saying? Like, he's been doing that. He's yeah, been Norman doing Powell, he's, he's not afraid. He's not shy at all. Yeah. We've seen that for years. He's nice, man. That was, they say playoff P? Yeah, man. Playoff Norm, man. And amazing. He's amazing. You see guys like, um, aside from Norman Powell, they have Terrence Mann and Eric Gordon. Yeah, they're nice too. Bones Highland and all that kind of stuff. Plumlee. I want to go back to and Plumley, yeah. but I want to go back to when you look at this Raptors team in comparison. Like we went with a lot of forwards this year, yeah. kind of an of, of an experiment, right? Yeah, they were yeah. kind of seeing what it would look like. Yeah. How do you feel about it now? About the six nine thing you talking about? Yeah. I think if we didn't use it the right way. Maybe I think it's still possible. I think it's. I think you. Some games you use it, some games you don't. Some games you might have to go more, you know, the what team goes with, the more the structure that team goes, point guard all the way to the center, and you go like that. And some games you just know that you 
could go six nine and just beat a team up and like some games man you just see like okay that team is small man i'm just going to get rebounds and oh we're gonna kill them that way and some teams they're small and you can't go to six nine anymore because you know obviously like or for example not that they're small but like a team like milwaukee like you can have six nine everywhere but they got six nine too and they got shooters so like now you got Giannis and brooke who's kind of matching the six nine thing with us but then they got grayson allen and mm-hmm. covington who's shooting and then they got drew holiday so now that six nine is not working as much because you do have the same size almost but they got better shooters but if you play a team like i don't know miami for example where they got jimmy butler and the only big they got is bam you might yeah. get a lot more rebound over their shooters like tyler euro and jimmy and all that that would work a lot better i think that's worse like that yeah i mean there's I think there's there's more positions than we actually talk about right now. Like Rashad Phillips is a guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him before, but he talks a lot about uh, point forwards and hybrid guards yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that like the, the basketball definitions of players need to change aside from the, the, the typical point guard, shooting guard, small forward? I mean, okay. You know how I see this? So do you know how there's like winter wheels, summer wheels, and four season wheels, right? If you get the four season wheel, you might slip in winter, and you might mess it up, but you still got both. It, it still it still do both season. It do it's good in the rain, it's good in the winter, it's good in the summer a little bit, but it's not better than the than the winter wheels, right? Uh-huh. So if you get a g- player who is four season, but mm-hmm. he gives you twenty five a shooting, twenty five a rebound, twenty five a of offense okay it's not going to be better than a 50 percent defense player mm. so for so example og ananobi is your all-season tire he's your all-season tire no actually no he's that he has actually both like he has 50 percent of offense 50 percent of defense he's going to give you 100 on defense 100 on, um, that's why he's the perfect tire but for me i'm mm-hmm. all winter in the summer or i'm all summer in the winter you know what I'm saying? So it goes, it could go good or bad. So come May, we have to change you out of there. I have to be a four season guy where I'm able to be in every ah, situation. I'm following you here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. for example, I if I'm all offense today and we need defense, I'm a winter and summer. What the fuck are you doing? Right? But it might depend on the car too. But if I'm a if I'm a winter does it have four wheel drive? Fuck, fuck the car. If I'm a winter, if I'm a winter I'm a winter wheel right now, right? Yes. And we're in the winter. I'm excelling. So if we need defense and I'm playing my best defense, we're going to be great. But if we need offense right now and I'm not shooting well, we're fucked. So even in the winter, you can still accelerate. Yeah, but I might crash if I'm a summer wheel. That's what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying? I do, actually. You guys guess what I'm saying? Right? Okay, I thought so, too. Like, you could be, you can't, you could be all four and be good for every season. Or you mm-hmm. can be winter or summer and be good some nights and be bad some nights. Because sometimes it's summer, sometimes it's winter. Here you go. We need all seasons. And different positions. So now you got different wheels for different days. You sense? are a national treasure, sir. Uh, shit. I think that was a good analogy. <laughs> it was fantastic, actually. Cool. I follow you on that. What do you think, e? That's what's up. You get it? Thanks, man. Hey. I thought it was a good one. Before you get out of here and get on to your uh, vacation. Yeah, man. Like, we're going to be all summer wheels. 
All summer wheels on vacation. <laughs> what do you What do you like to do in the summer anyway? Lighten the mood I, here. I a told bit. you already, man. I listen to music. You got to be on a go beach. Go on the beach. Me and me and Eve do WWE stuff, and then jumping into the pool. Yeah, man. We gotta find some new stuff. We find actually find how the sound effects and stuff. So now we gonna make it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> All we needed is to cry. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll find that one out. So now we get. Do you hang out with any of your teammates during the summer? Not really, man. Or I'm gonna do it a lot more this season because, like, I actually. Like, you know, guys, some guys I actually have been with for a long time. And, like, this season definitely got us a lot closer, especially that we're losing. So, you know, I got to really see how we are in the bad moments and what love do you get from everybody. And that love was amazing from a lot of the guys on this team. That's cool. I mean, will people see you on the streets of Toronto? No. I know you stay off the streets. Yeah, You've told me that many times. Not in Toronto, no. You going to Carabana? I'll go to OVO, OVO uh, concert. I'll go to that. But the Caribanas, once again, it's a little bit out there for me. What's the craziest Caribana experience you've ever had? Jamal McGlure. Jamal McGlure? Yeah, man. He's wild, man. He's a wild boy. Like, in a good way. Like, when he when he's, his island roofs are coming out and he's out there listening to music and all that, soca, daggering, I, I like that guy. He's the best, man. Jamal has really helped me too, man. I'd Talk to me a little bit about me, him. Then. Brings a lot of positive energy in my life. On the court, on the field, when days are bad and I'm not don't want to be here, for example, like Jamal definitely helps me a lot. In that. How so? What do he talk to you about? Other things about besides how, basketball. Things about his career, man. When he was in Miami, not playing and all that, how he felt like it was, and conversation that he had with Pat Riley and all, like good, just good conversation. And how he feels like the game changed, and how he feels like I could do good, and um, just you know, talk about family and how blessed that I am, and you know, just little. Sometimes it's just having that conversation, man. You know, like one thing that that's always good is having people that you could go talk to and. Not being shy of what you're gonna say, and that you know sometimes it's just you're just venting. I mean, on a Raptors court for years, I have never really seen that guy in a bad mood ever. Jamal, that's what I'm saying. That's positive energy, man. Like he brings that. It's just you know some people have that, man. Some people has that power to just be a light in a in a dark room, and that's we need a lot of people like that. You think you had enough of it from a coaching standpoint or from a teammate standpoint front office altogether overall have enough of what positive vibe this year this year yeah no this year i think it was bad i think um obviously um the losing didn't help but i do think that um we have the personnel in the organization and in the the team has a lot of positive people you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i think that we all got you know like um if you're in a room full of people that are negative, um, you end up being negative. I think that didn't happen to us. I think I think everybody still stay positive through their whole process. I think all what happened is just like losing is not fun and people probably lost a little bit of happiness in the losing. I don't think it changed anybody's personality or who they are. I think everybody, when you see them, they're smiling and you know, like even me, like even the days where I'm not good, I think that's something that Toronto is really good at is to make you still be able to enjoy your life and um, enjoy the moment that you're here and make you realize how blessed you are to be here, even if you lose. And I think Toronto is doing a really good job at that because that's how I felt for like 10, 10, 
you know, 10 months in a row where I'm not playing or stuff like that. So I felt they kept me for that good for that my first year. But um, if if there's something changed and if something would change on this team, that would be good. I think it's just, uh, you know, wins. I think if you win, then that changes everything. Nobody's talking about how bad we are. Yeah, that's true. Now, Chris, before we get out of here, I want to talk to you. I heard you had a, a scholarship funded at uh, yeah, Toronto yeah. Metropolitan. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just wanted to help kids. I mean, obviously, um, especially island kids. I feel like, um, you know, the more I hear about my story, the more I, um, you know, hear about how my mom got here and how she was struggling. And then we, you go talk to other people and other families and see how it's hard for them to struggle. Like, you mean, like, the people around me, how it was hard for them to get where they at and how they had to work extremely hard just to get where they have. Um, I feel like I wanted to do something for kids like that too. I think that, um, you know, we all have situation. We all have reason why we leave the country that we're, we're coming from. But then after that, we you know, hope to be, make it better. So I felt like if I was able to give scholarship to, you know, island kids or whatever, the, um, whoever kids wanted to, to get that, um, That'd be a good opportunity for me. It made me feel good too, just uh, knowing that some kids could go back to school and that might be sa save them. And honestly, like, I want to say another Chris Boucher or better than Chris Boucher. And if he if he got the Slim Duck Foundation uh, scholarship and that gave them the opportunity, then I'll be you know super happy about that. Well, you're doing some big things, man, and the city yeah, is man. proud of you. They love Thanks, you. Man. You got a lot of kids that are looking up to you. I so, have a lot of I mean, kids. You said a lot of kids looking up to you. Yeah, man. I hope, hopefully, I have a lot of people, man, looking up at me, man. Not just kids. I just want to be able to. I want moms, fathers to watch this and be like, you know what? Maybe I need to do something better for my son or whatever. And I'm know. sure they do. So that's what I want. I'm sure they do. This is Hustle Play with Chris Boucher. I am Mike Roach. Thanks, this man. is Yahoo Sports Canada. Like, subscribe, share, rate, comment, everything. Hustle Play. And we're out. Chris. Thanks, man. I'll see you in the fall. I'll see you in the fall, brother. Here's Boucher. The three got it from Montreal. His name is Chris Boucher. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.